This is Marky Mark Markellis from Soul Wizard Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. All right. Let us begin our descent to madness. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one pounder with cheese and France, Mickey? <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey. <laughs> I can tell. See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, almighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, it's my time. <laughs> uh, how do you measure success? Hey, everyone. <laughs> You're listening to Superhero Speak, and I'm your host, Dave. And John. And JD. And, uh... There isn't a lot to talk about this week, boys and girls, but we'll make do. Uh, so let's start off. How is everyone's week? How how are you doing, uh, JD? Anything new and fun? Stand by. I got a four-year-old problem here. Sorry. Uh, all right. Well, then we'll start and, with you, John. And, well, that was JD's week there, right there. He just got a, a really good microcosm of it. Um, yeah. So while he's taking care of the four-year-old problems, uh, yeah, my week? Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm technically on vacation this week, which is to say I am using the free time where I can, like, not answer questions in, in messages and stuff at work to actually get some things done, which is kind of sad. But I'll probably make what? up. I'll probably get some extra flex days, in, you know, in a month. But, you know, other than that, um, I don't know. I'm half finished with my uh, Minecraft base. Um, I sat down and started writing again. Hopefully that it'll continue this time. And, uh, and, and I, I bought a few single sites and, um, I, 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 ugh, no, I don't want, I don't, I, I just, I'm not ready yet. So. <laughs> You're not ready. Well, no, it's like when, when, when your heart gets crushed that bad. Yeah. You got to take a break for a while. Yeah. This is true. So, not that people listening want to hear about our love lives. Oh my God, bro. we just lost half the half the audience. No, right no, there. I think all they all started making popcorn. It's like John's love life. Oh no, no, what's going on? Oh no, 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 no. Well, we, I, I, we, we wouldn't be able to put it in Apple iTunes. It would hey, be. It would when be you have so a woman break into your house, you have the most interesting love life out of all of us. Uh, right, JD? Yeah. I'm married, so, you know. <laughs> to, to quote one of my favorite bridge series, they couldn't air it on TV because it would be so brutal. <laughs> uh, how about you, JD? Are you able to uh, tell us how your week was? Oh, it's fine. Nothing nothing special. Nah. Nothing special is good. Well, that's that's good. So, um, so speaking of love lives. No, no, no. We don't want to do that. Yes. Well, I have to get this off my chest. So, um, as I, as I admitted last week, 
I started going on a couple dating sites just to kind of see what's out there within my age range and geographical location, see what's going on, see what the kids are doing on on these apps. Dave, and Dave, let, let me stop you right there. If you want to get this off your chest, they have creams for that. <laughs> um, so hold on, wait, let me, I, 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 so anyway, I am, uh, I'm on the tinders as the kids say. And, uh, I, I'm, I just, the other night I, I'm like, I wasn't even really doing anything. I get a notification that, um, uh, somebody liked me on Tinder. Right. So I go and take a look and, and she actually, is around my age. She lives fairly close. And I'm like, oh, okay. Not She's really. not some guy named Chuck in a basement in like South Florida or India. Not that I know of. Um, <laughs> so wait, but hold on. Let me tell the story. So then I'm like, well, let me just see, you know, I'll, I'll she wasn't really my type, but like, okay, I'll, I'll swipe right and, 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 and then, you know, send her a message. And she replied and, and we're talking a little bit back and forth and, it's one of those conversations where it takes her a long time to answer. And when she does answer, it's short answers all the that's time. The, that's the bot processing. Um, no, it definitely wasn't a bot. Like I, I've gotten a couple of those already and, and you can tell when it's, it's a bot or, or, or a fake thing. And it was, Oh yeah. I mean, I've literally given like respondents Turing tests <laughs> and, and some of them have failed and I'm pretty sure those that failed we're actually still real people. Um, so, 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 you know, after this, after this went on for a little while, I was finally like, Hey, you don't really seem interested, you know, like, um, cause I didn't want to like waste either of our time, you know? And she's like, what do you mean? You know? And I explained like, and I gave her three, you know, I said, I asked you this and you gave me a one word answer. I asked you this and you gave me a one word answer, you know, like where I'm like giving you information, try to see if there's something worth exploring here, you know, and you get that response that, um, it's one of those things my wife actually always hated. And, and, and I agree. I'm sorry you feel that way. I know it's oh. typical things people say, but it's like, that's a non apology. It's a, yeah, it's a deflection onto the other person. It's your right. fault for, for having felt that way. Right, though. right. It's, it's your feelings yeah. are the problem, not what I'm doing, right? And I was just like, you know, again, I was just like, look, if you're not interested, um, whatever. And then she went off. She called me a bitch. She started saying, like, calling me names and stuff. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, welcome to online dating for a geek. Yep. And then finally, like, I was like, oh, and then she said the absolute worst possible thing you could say to me right now, you know, um, which was your wife died to get away from you. Holy crap. Like, I don't know how you can go from zero to complete evil in three seconds, but um, this person did. Yeah, by being on tenure. So, so, you know, at that point, I was like, you're, I don't know what's going on. You seemed unhinged. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I said, that's, that's what I said. Like, you you, you know, goodbye. And she's like, you're the one with problems. So those who've used Tinder know that you can just unmatch. And as soon as you unmatch, 
they're they're blocked from you. But it was just like, what the heck? It was like the weirdest, one of the weirdest yeah. interactions I've ever had online with with someone. And it was just oh, like, give it a few weeks, it will not be the weirdest. <laughs> not not until you are buried in like a quarter bottle left of like really cheap whiskey have you have you hit the bottom of the barrel yet in 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 any of those sites i'm not and, talking and, about our and, conversations that we have on john I'm, i yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I just i two things i want to say uh first jd yes. you're a very lucky man to be married Maybe. and second um for those people that still want cavill as superman i'm sorry you feel that way what what does that have to do with I'm, I, 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 what, what were we just talking about? I'm sorry. They feel that way. Oh, 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 I see. I see where you're going. Uh, that's going to be like your go-to answer now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> oh, I've, I've unleashed a beast. Why? No, well, yes, obviously by, by actually creating a, uh, a, an account on Twitter, on Tinder. That's, that's how you did that. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So. So yeah, no, I, I agree with John there, JD as well. You're, you're, you know, when when we get done here, you need to go hug your wife and say, yes. thank you for being married to me. Oh, I do all the time. Oh, okay, good, good. Yes, holding out of that thing, like not letting that one go, because yeah, I don't want this. Yeah, yeah. All, all you need, all you need is like a week of Dave and I talking about our experiences. That you know, you, you'll you'll never leave your wife. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, so so I'm not going on anything for a little while because, yeah. Um, Why you haven't experienced the worst? Like there's so many hey, levels. Like I of said, there. I said I just wanted to see what was out there. Now that I've seen what's out there, I'll take a you break th- for a little while. You think that's bad? Put on your profile that you like to go to comic book conventions. Oh, I I, I did. Oh well, then it, like I said, that's not the worst you're gonna get. Um, they, apparently they hate people that like comic books out there. Like people our age that like comic books are like effectively emasculated on, on dating sites. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, I will say this. There is someone that I do kind of have my eye on, but that's a whole nother story. We'll get to another time. So speaking of evil people online, I think it's time to do a little social media madness. Well, we got the evil right. Um, so last week we had uh, talked about there being a new Joker. and We talked a little bit while about who we think should play the new Joker. And for some reason, our good friend, Random Randy Savage. For some tweet- reason. Tweeted at us as the Joker dot 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 maybe a hero. And it's a picture. They- it's, it's a gif of Grant Gustin winking at the camera. I don't know if he's suggesting that Grant Gustin should play the Joker. That's a weird one. That is a really weird one. There, but there, are, there, there is canon for that. There's like one of the animated movies. Uh, damn, I forget the name of it. It was like a Crisis on on Infinite Earths or something. It wasn't. It wasn't like the regular thing. But they, there was a crossover between the Justice League and um, another Earth where. Uh, Lex Luthor was in charge, was the leading member of the Justice League. And over there, uh, it wasn't the Joker, it was Jester. And he was a member of the Justice League. So, you know, anything's, anything's possible with, you know, the, the multiverse. True. True. But I don't think we're ready for 
a mainstream Joker that's a hero in the movies. Oh no, no, we're not. Apparently, we're not even ready for the regular Joker. The you know a good depiction of him yet. Um. So, um, speaking of Henry Cavill, John, thank you for for that uh, too early of a segue. Uh, we did. It wasn't a segue. I was just insulting people that you know. <laughs> we did what? mention that he is still under contract to play Superman and will be playing him in a couple upcoming movies. There's no talk about a Man of Steel 2, but him doing cameos as Superman, um, especially in the next uh, Shazam or Black Adam movie. But um, we did have some people reply to that. Uh, the, the I love this one. What Willis was talking about. For those who grew up in the 70s, you should get that. Oh, what, what you talking about, Willis? Uh, uh-huh. Is what you talking about, Willis? He's at Wayward Willis on the Twitters, and uh, he had said, I think he has the perfect comic book Superman look. I just don't think he's ever been, ever had a good writer to make it work for him. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if there were a Man of Steel 2, if Zack Snyder isn't involved, uh, maybe... Uh, we also had our, our good friend uh, Randy say, he's a fine Superman. He needs a better storyline direction. I would love to see a Brad Pitt, a, a, a Brad Bird Superman story. He I agree needs, with that. He, he needs a storyline. Remember, Zack Snyder doesn't write stories. He writes a series of, of scenes and then strings them together with like spit and bailing wire. Yes, and violence. A lot of violence. Yeah. A lot yes, of violence. And, and body counts of yes. innocent civilians. <laughs> um, and uh, Rob Foster's back. He said, I like Cavill as he has grown into the role. He seemed like a kid in Man of Steel. Now, if they would just retrofit the old suit on him, the new Star Trekky Superman is just weak, weak, weak. Oh, this new Star Trekky Superman is. Hmm. I just don't understand the scales on the suit. No. You know, like, like it, that never made sense to me, but it doesn't look comfortable. Well, it did, well, what did he's Superman, so it's not like he needs to be comfortable. Uh, so, yeah, that probably doesn't even feel it, but I don't, I, it was, the, well, the suit was too dark. I mean, you know, he, he's, he's, he's Superman, not the Dark Knight. He doesn't have to blend in with, the, with, you know, evening. It's just, I don't know. They, <laughs> they, they need to, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just so down on that. It's, it's just, you, you saw, you saw like, um, on, on Slack, what I just Warner is pissing me off and, and I can't see them doing anything good by continuing any of the cur- current movies universe stuff. It's just, just see, they need to junk it. You need to scrap and rebuild. Yeah, but that's the, the weird thing. And, and, we really haven't talked about this is that it doesn't, it seems like they're scrapping part of it, but keeping part of it. Right. Which, how the hell does that even work? I mean, they gotta, they gotta just have like, you know, two more movies and then introduce Dr. Manhattan and do Doomsday Clock. And, oh, that's the reason why there are four Jokers running around. I think I it was, they don't do that. well, I mean, they said at one point they were just going to concentrate on making good solo movies, but I don't know. It still doesn't make sense. Like, if you're keeping part of the universe you built, then you're still want to try to have some connection, right? Am I, I don't know. Assuming they got a weird thing going on with these movies right now, where I don't even think they know what's going on. I really don't. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they don't. They obviously don't. So uh, one of the other things that we talked about last week, of course, was the big news with uh, Hartley Sawyer being fired from The Flash. And uh, kind of a couple interesting responses on this one. Yeah, that one hurt. Um, Nanya Business uh, came back with, they did him a favor. So I'm not <laughs> really sure what, that, what he's getting at because I like The Flash. Uh, and uh, Emerald Centurion who's a first-time uh, re- uh, replier on these threads. He's at Reven Methos. Ray Reven, R-E-V-A-N. Methos on the Twitters. Um, I think it's stupid and a PR move by a company that obviously isn't interested in telling stories and is falling apart. Um, yeah. I don't see how they're falling apart. Um, they're not falling apart. They're like... Uh, Depending on, on how COVID affects them, um, they're, most of the properties are doing really well, last I figured. Yeah, no. I mean, well, other than um, uh, – I don't think – what was it? One of them, like, no one is barely watching. It's either Legends or Batwoman. Like, apparently has the worst ratings. But, like, a lot of people still watch Flash and, of course, Arrow, but Arrow's now off. And Supergirl, so. Um, did you just drive by in a motorcycle, John? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, I was just shocked. Like, it, we hadn't, haven't anyone, uh, you know, agree with the move yet. So, it's just an interesting thing to follow. I, I mm. don't know. I, I, I still kind of think it's going to be one of the things he's going to disappear for a year or two and then pop up somewhere else and, um, just like in Hollywood, always it'll all be forgiven. So, um, uh, that they, you know, you say that, but this is this is not like some of the other. Issues, like, hey, there were a lot of people pissed off at at uh, at Gunn, and now he works for both Marvel and DC. So, yeah, right. James, but James but Gunn has a lot of no, he's got a lot of crude interest before that. Like, I don't know how much, you know, the level how high up you are is how much you can screw up. Like if you're just a guy who does you know extra extra work on shows, you can't mess up at all. If you're a dude who just you know has a is a bit player, you're you have very little room to screw up. And you know I don't know. Well, there's also the seriousness, right? Like so, um, this this Hartley was way hit. The 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 tweets were way you know more recent and much worse than. Yeah, you know, we talked about this. Like you, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how you can forgive one and then not forgive the other. But because of the di- there's a difference between the two. I don't think there's the a, there's not a difference when it comes to forgiveness. <laughs> you know, if he's truly sorry for what he did, there's still forgiveness. You know. Yeah, but one was t- trying to tell jokes and and chose poorly, and the other one was. Those those tweets from Hartley sounded. I mean, they were just in context, in stream of of consciousness. That was that's actually like how his personality. I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, just it feels more like that was him. But just you're being making, him. But and you're that, making and, a, you're making assumptions about a person you don't know. Well, yeah. By but, some things, some stupid things he said on social media. Like I I, I can't, you know. There's stupid things, and then there's cruelty. I'll, I will bet you a thousand dollars right now in a 
two to three years, he'll pop back up somewhere. What? Here's what I'm saying. One made his studio a billion dollars. The other one didn't. True. Yeah, but it just makes it just takes him getting cast in the right role and 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 whatever. But again, look at, there was a look at what a happened. In the look situation. at what happened. Look at what happened with um, Mel Gibson, and then he won an Oscar. Like, but he's Mel, he's Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's all I'm saying. Roseanne um, Barr hasn't come back yet. She's she's been persona non grata for years now. It's been about a year, maybe two. You know. True. Jury's um, out. Yeah, the jury's still out on that one. Um. So the the other thing we had talked about the Justice League a while ago we talked about the Justice League Snyder cut coming to HBO Max <laughs> or is it? <laughs> well, I want to ask you about that. And I forgot to include that article this week, so maybe we'll get to that. I didn't read the article. Um, however, I want to say I brought this up because he hasn't been mentioned on a, a couple episodes. Timothy Jones replied and said. If the Snyder Cut does it justice, then yes. Uh, it doesn't even work for my sour grapes bit. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're thinking of you, Tim. So I had to make sure you were included. Um, and then finally, we did talk about the Arrowverse won't be returning till 2021 uh, due to obviously coronavirus. And um, given... The other things that have happened, besides partly there's also what's her face quit, right? Yeah. That one. Rob Foster posed this idea. They should work the delay into a show plot as a time blip that they have to investigate. <clears throat> now, obviously That's been done you could, before. You can argue um that that's the plot of fifty two. That's a plot of a couple of old movies. I forget there was another one where like the entire world fell asleep for a few yeah, minutes. That, that and... was a comic storyline in DC called Fifty Two. Oh, where okay. They, all the heroes lose a year of their lives, and they uh, have to investigate a murder. Mm. No, that, that no, was, not really. That's not that really wasn't quite. Well, there was a murder. There was a murder, but it wasn't like they they just skipped a year. Like they started. 52 was the story of like what happened in the missing year when all the right, when right. Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman went away for a year. So right. yeah, it was, it was a murder story, but like, it wasn't, okay. Nitpicking. Yes, you are. Um, um, you know, but it could be, uh, or like, you know, the blip in, in the Marvel cinematic universe, you know, um, could you use it to explain all the weirdness? Good. I mean, it's it's weird because they just did a massive uh, crossover with the the um, crisis on Infinite Earths, <clears throat> collapsing all their universes into one. So yeah, I don't know if you need another thing now to explain it, but I don't know. If you were a writer on the shows, would you use it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like it depends on what I can do with it. Like if it's just to get out of jail free card, then I I probably try something else. Like I think you want to use something. You want to use something you could spur into some other storytelling method. Yeah. Yeah. Have it drive like a major plot point yeah. or something. If, if they can come up with a good idea for it. Right. Yeah. That was the one, that was the problem with one more day is, oh, the devil did it. And then they don't touch it ever again. That just makes like, it just makes for a bad story and it leaves a big stain in the room. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Rob, was that your plan? Did, did you want the devil to do it? 
Um, <laughs> or a devil-like substitute. Yes, 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 yes. Remember, they, they argue he's not the devil. Um, just collects I, people's souls. He just collects people's souls, you know. He does everything the devil does, but he's not actually the devil. Um, all right. Well, on that note, boys and girls, if you want to know how you can be part of social media madness, here's a few words from our good friend, D-Square. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you, Don. We appreciate you and all that you do for us. And don't forget to check out his podcast, the T-Square Podcast, and some of his uh, reviews on our website. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, John, before we get into the minimal news that we have this week. (laughs) Yeah, um, well, it's been it's been kind of quiet. And and, you know, after last week, it is it's been kind of quiet, like like it should be during a pandemic. But you shared uh, what was it? There was an article about. Uh, HBO the, Max is playing bait and switch with its DC superhero movies. So what, what did, what's what's the story there? <laughs> well, it's just that like so HBO Max is supposed to you know uh, launch with well one of the pools was that most of the DC stuff being owned by Warner would be available on it. Apparently not the case. Um, they're missing like most of the movies. Like, especially like stuff like, you know, Man of Steel isn't on there. And, um, and some of the other movies that they do have on there are going away, uh, July 1st. And I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm actually amazed because like DC Universe is missing a lot of stuff that I have on Blu-ray. And then, uh, HBO Max was supposed to, you know, include DC Universe stuff and they've got even less. So. Here's my question. Is it, uh, is it tied up in rights issues with other distribution companies? Yes, is the, yes is the answer. Probably, yeah. You know, like, does Netflix have a, a deal to show these movies at a certain time? Does Cinemax and Showtime have it? I mean, I don't understand how that stops HBO from having them because uh, HBO Max for having, because my understanding they're owned by Warner Brothers, who supposedly owns all of this. Yeah, but I mean, like, if the con- it depends on when contracts are set to expire. You know, you buy a lease, you buy, like, rights to things for X amount of years. Right. You know, and there's talk that this HBO Max thing was thrown together rather 
harshly and quick without much of a plan. And this seems to kind of back it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, when when they announced and we've talked about this before, when they announced HBO Max and that it would include stuff, stuff that I like, like Rooster Teeth and DC Universe and a whole bunch of other stuff, I figured, okay, I can get rid of like I did with uh, Disney Plus. I got rid of my my Hulu account and it's included now with Disney Plus. I was looking forward to start consolidating all these uh, stream streaming, um, you know, fees that I've got. And when I started hearing what the lineup was for HBO Max, it sounds like, you know, they're missing half the DC Universe stuff. They don't have many of their own freaking movies on there. And and worst off, the the this really pisses me off. The worst insult the the, the 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 like the the spit in the eye is that Elmer Fudd is using a scythe. Okay, actually, I'm glad. And they're going to take away. They're going to take away Sam's pistols. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually that's another article I forgot to include because someone else was talking about this on another podcast that I listened to, and I was like, it's interesting. It's not um, interesting. It's a freaking insult. <laughs> okay, so apparently uh, the animators at Warner Brothers who currently do the new um, Looney Tunes cartoons made a decision not to include guns, right? So Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd are no longer allowed to use guns, you know. Um, and from my understanding... This was a decision that was kind of like made in a pitch meeting when they were talking about ideas for new episodes. And how much cocaine were they doing at the time? And there's Hollywood been frequent. There's been a now, now hold on. Here, here, I want to get to my question. There's been a huge backlash from people like John on the internet. Um, and which, I'm for gun control. Which like the argument is the argument is obviously like. We all watched these cartoons growing up, and we knew that you can't point a gun at a duck and just blow his bill into the back of his head. Like, you know, just have he'll just have burn marks on him. Like, yes, we know that that it's a gun kills. Um, but here's my question: In all seriousness, if they had just made this decision and did it, would anyone have noticed? But since Warner Brothers came out and made an announcement about it, made a big deal about them not showing guns. Is that what caused people to like then have a reaction? I think people would have noticed. El- Elmer Fudd is a hunter, not an Amish farmer well, hitting the back forty. Think about, I mean, like, like like one of the most famous uh, uh, episodes is the opera one, right? Yep. Uh, killed a rabbit. He doesn't use a gun in that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're singing opera. Um, there have been ones where Elmer Fudd's been like a waiter. You know, and Bugs goes to a restaurant. Like, not every episode with Elmer Fudd does, is is he a hunter with a gun? Oh, oh, absolutely. But the thing is, like, you know, like, a magic helmet. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, they're, but they're like, you know, that's part of his personality. It's it's not. You can't just replace it with a scythe. I mean, it doesn't make any so sense. If you make Tom and Jerry, if 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 um, we got Boomerang for the kid. And they have Tom and Jerry on there. Yep. So if you make Tom and Jerry shows and you have the Mammy 
you decide to leave out the Mammy character, is that a betrayal to the sh- to the core of the concept? Because oh, it's was not what it was in 1940. It was a tertiary character. I'd say so is the gun to Elmer Fudd. Because like I said, the two his two most famous appearances, the Barber of Seville and um, what's Opera Doc, doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing other things and just sticking the gun in a hole. Well, yeah, like, but the thing I is, just, the whole thing is he his his pers- his his whole character is he's a hunter. But are they going back and changing the original ones from the 30s and 40s? No. Nah. Then what's yeah. the big deal? They're just doing right. something different with it. Like I don't. I mean, like cultures and times change, and there's things that exist in those cartoons, like insanely racist things. That oh yeah, we no, don't, fine, we don't okay. do them anymore because we've, you know, we don't want to. We want to get. We want to move on. I mean, like especially when you got kids killing each other, you know, with guns. Maybe it's not the best idea to have it. You know, to you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying you should go back and change what was because that's. That's you're getting, lying about history. You're getting, you're getting dangerously close to um, video games cause violence. No, you're not. You're not. No, you're just choosing to not do something because you think it's irresponsible. Like they're not going to have Slowpoke Rodriguez on the shows either. Right. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, like times change, people change, cultural mores change. Like I don't think sure. you're betraying Elmer. I don't think you're betraying the core of Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd's an inept hunter. He can hunt with a scythe. He can hunt with whatever and still not catch bugs bunny but i mean like i don't think i said as long as they know if they're not going back and re-editing the shows they're not pulling a steven spielberg and et we're going to pretend these guns weren't there to begin with and they put a bigger you know um magnifying glass on it i don't see the problem but it's cartoon so, humor like the so, gun you, the gun the gun may be secondary a secondary character <clears throat> but it's a secondary character that makes sense like the humor has got to have some kind of structure to it in order. Right. Well, right. So, so we can't we can't have humor without Elmer Fudd misappropriating a gun. So here's the thing, right? Now there's the other side of the argument too, because they've said like he used a scythe. There apparently there was an episode, a, a sequence in one of the episodes where he stabs Bugs Bunny and then Bugs Bunny drops an anvil on his head. So the gun's not okay, but that's okay. And then they still have like dynamite and stuff and explosions. So I get, cartoon violence is a weird thing, and I'll give you that. And I mean, like, should the line be drawn somewhere? I guess. Like they didn't butcher. I mean, like, they, like Elmer Fudd didn't butcher I guess, him with a knife. I, I, like, I guess, like, him, I know, guess, I guess or, my my point there is it makes the argument feel a little insincere, where it's like we're not going to have guns, but we'll blow people up all the time. If 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 we start having a problem with schools blowing kids up, with people bringing dynamite to schools like on a repeat basis, then I'll maybe then I'll maybe okay. put, put it, but I think it's a disingenuous argument, especially when let's be frank, you guys aren't going to watch it. It's going to be for kids. Okay, Frank. Well, thank you. Um, I might check it out if if but you know. But it's not. But I'm so saying like it's who's the audience? Like you right. make these things with the intended audience in mind, not. Not the people who are going to look at it for the sake of nostalgia. True. Like, and as a parent, I'm okay with it. We were talking, my wife and I were talking about this at dinner tonight. Like, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to sit there and say they need to go back and edit all the old shows, nor am I not going to show my kid the shows from, you right. know, and from the history. I'm just saying, like, if that's what they, if that's what they think is socially responsible, I'm okay with it. Like, it's like Disney not showing Song of the South or uh, Dumbo. With the Jim Crows, like I mean, like there's the society has changed in a way, and it's not a bad thing to acknowledge that it might have changed. 
No, and I agree. And, and, and you're actually making a very valid argument in the sense of people like John, who's so PO'd, they can go show their kids the old ones. We show That's Andy all. old cartoons all the time. He loves, exactly. loves old cartoons. You know, I mean, my granddaughters watch, uh, um, you know, old cartoons all the time. Tom and Jerry and, and, uh, and Looney Tunes, you know, cause what I like about Looney Tunes is they sit there and they'll put a little disclaimer before the shows and say, Hey, this was created in time and it reflected the, the feelings of an era. They don't reflect what right. we value today. And I think that's the way to go about it. It's like reading Mark Twain. If you pick up Tom Sawyer, there's going to be some language that a lot of people are uncomfortable with. Yes. It doesn't mean you have to write like it today. Right. No, exactly. John. I feel like I'm talking to Dave, Dave's on my, and Dave's like agreeing with me. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't. He's gonna go get his cartoon gun. It it feels like there, there is a difference between the two situations. Like, this is cartoon humor, right? You're making, you're making an argument, you're making an argument that Congress was using to try and take violence out of video games. Like, or ban violent video games. The difference is it's not no one's forcing anyone to do it. This is the people who own the IP saying this is what this is how we choose to portray our characters. And that's a creator's right. There's not a government organization coming down and saying you have to do this. These are the people who are creating saying this is how we choose to represent that. Mm-hmm. So that's isn't the it. other way of saying the creator, hey, creator, you do what I say. I want this. And as a creator myself, I, I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I yeah. think. I think it yeah. also goes along with the argument, and, and we've you said this on the show before, too. If you don't like it, go make your own cartoon with yeah. uh, gun violence. I'll, I'll stick with anime that has, like, at least 40-word titles. So. Correct, and, and I'm not letting my four-year-old watch that. <laughs> you know? Well, no, like, some, some of the – no, there's – How else is he going to learn about tentacles? For... <laughs> learn about what? Tentacles. Then, no, you there's won't, no, you will not. No. We're going to keep you as far away John's from that as possible. I know half of John's collection has tentacles in it. That is not true. There may be one or two, but it's not hentai. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it if Sword Art Online decided to throw tentacles in a few episodes. At least it's not hentai. But as a consumer, you can choose not to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the other consumer, yeah. yeah, fine. Months, you can say... You know, HBO, I don't like your reboot of the Looney Tunes. It sucks. I'm not going to watch it. And then they react as, an, as a corporate entity. You know, and that's, again, this is at the end of the day. Like, nobody told Warner Brothers they had to do this. Like, this was this was their call. Right. Same as any other kind of change they've made that's that's been based on, you know, hey, we're not the same. Hey, we don't, uh, you know, we don't make anti-Japanese cartoons anymore. You hmm. know, where people have, you know, big slanty eyes and buck oh, teeth. Like, you don't do that. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. There's like, I remember even in the 90s when I was growing up, you'd like, you'd watch some of those old Looney Tunes and there's, even at 10, I'm like, man, well, some of this stuff is kind of wrong. Like, also and remember that those movies were made during World War II. Yeah, absolutely. They're a piece, they're a piece of history and you can't, you can't ignore it, but you also don't have to propagate it for the, for just the sake of, well, this is how it's always been. Right. Exactly. Yep. What was the, oh my God, who was the very famous white guy that played in, Oriental in an old movie. Uh, Me. In Andy Breakfast. Rooney. Mickey oh, Rooney. Andy, yeah. Mickey Rooney. Breakfast, Breakfast. at Tiffany. I mean, yes. that's the, the most offensive portrayal. The, the most offensive, like, portrayal of a of of another race. Like, 
Right. You wouldn't get that nowadays, so there you go. Oh, God, no. As well, you shouldn't. Like, John Wayne shouldn't have been playing Genghis Khan either. But, I mean, like, that one's, like, super offensive looking back on it. <laughs> I've never actually seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I knew about that scene because it's a, it's a plot point in the, the Bruce Lee biopic, Dragon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I didn't know, I didn't know that, but, I mean, that's, now, that's it, how I learned about it. Genghis Khan is so bad that they should do an MST3K, um, episode on it because, because just like, uh, either, either one or Breakfast at Tiffany because the, the amount, the amount of comedy that you could lay on top of that because of how offensive the portrayals are is just, it's just astounding. I think here's an interesting too is HBO's Max is they're not going to put, they're, they're holding they're, back. Yeah, they took down the wind. Yeah. And they're going to put it back up, but they're going to put, right. and disclaimer, and, and that's, you know, that I get because it's, hold know, on. Like Birth of there's, America at Gone with the Wind, they're like, you know. That, they're, they're like the, interesting, scene, but. the interesting point is, and I don't know, I, I hate that I don't know her name, the actress. Lady McDaniel. Right. She was the first African-American woman to win an Oscar for that movie. She also wasn't allowed to sit with the with because that was back in the day when they had the Oscars at, like, at a restaurant. Like, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But David O. Selznick had to bribe everyone just to let her in the building to accept the award yeah and she wasn't allowed to sit with them with the with that's the, with uh, the production people. that's an important moment in black history so to say oh we can't show it it's like no like but at the same time there's some stuff the issues with gone with the wind is that they're they're the hero like the south is the hero and it's like Speaking of Warner Brothers cartoons, you ever see that some of those old Tweety and Sylvester ones that take place in, in Civil War and Tweety's on the South and Sylvester's on the North? Yep, yep, yeah. That was like, that always, like, again, child of the 80s, 90s, that always sat weird with me. But like, there's, um, there's different cultural attitudes today. And like, I think that if one, if you watch Gone with the God, is it boring? Uh, two, yeah, I mean, there's, it's of its era. And I get why right now HBO would like to kind of maybe hold off, but I mean, like, the same thing, you can't deny it, but I also don't think they should, I also don't think they should put Birth of a Nation up, you know? Because that is a movie that, uh. Well, that's just pure propaganda. That's not like, yeah, it's, there's, there's no artistic value to it. It is no, no, literal that's not, propaganda. That's, that's the problem is that there, there is artistic value. D.W. Griffith was a phenomenal filmmaker, like, especially in the era. That was an incredibly well-made movie. The problem is, you're, it's, like you said, it's, it's like Lenny Riefenstahl a generation later. It's, it is propaganda. It's well done propaganda. Birth of the Nation is why we had such high Ku Klux Klan um, driving like uh, what's membership drives in the twenties, mm-hmm. like that movie inspired a generation of hate. Like film has a powerful, powerful message on people, and then, like so, I get right now. I kind of I think HBO's being a little half-assed with it, but I mean, like I kind of get where they're coming from, kind of, kind of. Yeah, I, I I guess yeah. I mean, it's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah. It's like we we like. I mean, the whole world, like, I mean, and this is going on over the whole world that they're, they're taking down, even Christopher Columbus statues are coming down all over the world. And it's, it's like, it's interesting to see an entire society reexamine its conscience all at the same time. It's a good thing though. Like, I like that people are, are questioning what's been told about them. Like, I can't tell you how many days I see people saying like, oh, the civil war was about states' rights. It wasn't about slavery. So yes, it's about the state's rights to keep people as property. Like, so, like that, that news was for. But I mean, like, I, I do appreciate that we are asking tough questions and taking a look at ourselves and saying, 
man, maybe we should be better. And our pop culture is a big part of that. But I don't think we should burn books or, or like pretend movies never happen. Like film study courses should study Birth of a Nation to see its power. They should study Triumph of the Will to uh, to see, you know, how how the Nazis portrayed their own image. So you understand the power of cinema and the power of media. OK, but can we just agree that um, we should we should bury all evidence that Jared Lowe ever played Joker? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Release the David Ayers cut. Why was the David Ayers cut? It's coming next, Give man. Give me the David Ayers cut. Bro, that's cheaper than the than the Snyder cut. They can just that actually exists. They can just put that. Up. Oh, go sure. Did you see that the the president of Warner Brothers made a statement on it? Did not actually. No. Oh, yes. No. He said he said them doing the Snyder cut was not like a preamble to them now doing other cuts that fans are asking for. Basically saying they're not yeah, going right. to release the airs cut of, of uh, Suicide Squad. One, because nobody likes Suicide Squad. Two, there's not a mo- there's not a movement for it. I don't know. That's weird. The fact no, there that- is. There actually is been a movement on Twitter. Uh, there's a hashtag release the airs cut. But my argument is this. This what's going to happen is after they release the Snyder Cut, they get a bump in subscriptions once it starts, the subscriptions start dropping back off because people only got it for the Snyder Cut. Then they'll release the Air's Cut on HBO. It's, poss- it's possible. I only got HBO um, for Game of Thrones. See, like I'm that guy. Yeah, I know. You are that guy. I am that uh, guy. Um. Okay, so we have some sad news to talk about this week. Uh, Denny O'Neill, one of the absolute Greatest prolific writers in comic books passed away this week at the age of 81. Um, I'm just trying to think, is anyone not familiar with his work? Um, if you're listening to this show, I guarantee you know who Denny O'Neill is. Uh, he gave us, uh, just to name a few, um, he gave us uh, Birth of the Demon, uh, Bloodstorm, sort of Asriel, uh, a lot of some, some of the, uh, the first... Is it the first five issues of, um, what's that book? The Dark Knight? Not The Dark Knight. Um, Legends of the Dark Knight. Um, yeah, so just so much Batman work. Even uh, before that, his first run on Batman in the 70s, he wrote Laughing Fish. Yes. Like, I think we just talked about, I think we just talked about this we a week ago. talked about it last week, yes. Last week, yeah. We talked about how that kind of was re-legitimizing Batman. Like, he, as a writer, he wrote the Green Lantern. Re- the re-legitimized, Green Lantern. re-legitimized Joker. No, Joker, yes, and Batman at the same time. Is he? He's the one. Uh, Night of the Reaper actually is when Batman starts to get a little edgier again. Like, as an, and that's him as a writer. Like as an editor, he took it to another level. He shepherded Batman through his most important era in the late '80s and early '90s into the 2000s. Like, there's a legend. And as a writer, he wrote the Green. He was the guy who did the the hard traveling heroes, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Yep. Yeah. And his one of his most significant contributions to pop culture, he named Optimus Prime. Yes. Damn. Yep. He named Optimus Prime. He 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 worked for Charleston Comics uh, for for a few year, quite a few years in the sixties. Um, I don't know if oh, you weren't with us then. We had a we had a, a big Charleston Comics episode not that long ago. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that. That's actually kind of cool. Speaking of Charleston Comics, he later on he wrote. The question. He did the question. Yes, reboot he did the question. With Dennis Cowan. Yep. 
And the question's like a very underutilized, under-recognized oh, character. Absolutely. One of the one of the most underutilized characters in comics. Like and again, his his interpretation with uh with Dennis Cowan really like rebuilt the character. He was the one who added the kung fu elements and the the eastern philosophy met to it and like he man, Denny was awesome. The world's the worst place without him. Yeah, I met him like briefly at a convention years ago and um, I didn't have any books with me. I was a volunteer. I didn't have any books with me um, that he wrote. And this was a, this was a show in New York and, you know, my books were back home in Philly. So, uh, yeah, I never got him to sign anything. And, but nice guy, very nice guy. And, you know, very humble, you know, just amazing. You know, I've, I, it, it's, I'm, I'm saddened. Not only because of the loss of a great writer, but I always wanted to, and, and to tell you the truth, I, I, I never told you this guys, I, I have tried a couple times to get him on the show. Um, but he was getting very, like, leery about doing interviews and stuff as he was getting older. Was he kind of slipping a little bit? Like, I remember, I haven't seen him do anything. I don't know. I don't, I, all I know is that I talked to his, um, like his publicist and they were like, oh, he only does, uh, certain, you know, select interviews anymore, so. How old was he? 81 when he passed. Yeah. Good luck. So, so yeah. So, Godspeed, Mr. O'Neill. You will be missed. I don't know who will fill your shoes. I think the world's a little darker, so. It's been a rough year. Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to get worse, guys. Um, Yeah, not not (laughs) true. Supreme Court did something right for once, so. We, uh. They did did have a good day today. Hmm. Um, we, uh. Yes. Um, we, uh, which shocked a lot of people. Um, oh, so 1984. Wonder Woman 1984 has been moved yet again. Now, now coming o- out in 2084. No. <laughs> October 2nd, uh, is now the new release date for Wonder Woman 1984. It was going to be in June this month. Um, but can I be, a, can I make a prediction that it's not going to come out then? It's going to get pushed off again. I think you're probably right. I hope. I I hope by October they can come. Well, not not We're with not. the way the states are treating this. You know, uh, we 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 have this five points we need to reopen. We can skip these three. Well, I, I taking that away. Are the are theaters going to be ready to reopen at full at full capacity again? Yeah, that's true. Well, like I, I think mean, that's and that's it's. A, I don't know if that's financially reason like feasible for them to release a tentpole film when you know you're not going to be able to sell out and get the money. Gonna, like, yeah, you know, I was going to say that is is that part of the stipulations for theaters to open, it's like a third of the capacity. Yes, so you're cutting a third of your grosses right away. Well, movie tavern to work because the seats are so big, you've got six feet between people already. <laughs> <laughs> In some but, of them, But yes. yeah, like Regal, some, some of the older Regal and AMC theaters, oh my God, you know, you're packed in like sardines, so. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's what they want. That's how they, like, first weekends are critical for these for these type of movies, which is why they keep kicking them back and kicking them back. Well, like, they need to make a lot of money on these things. Like that and theater where, John, you and I got to see Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman. That early. was the worst one I've been in in a very, very long yeah, time. Like you, you were. That was an old theater, and you were on top of each other in it. Yeah, like yeah, like that was a theater made in the seventies, where where there was like there was there was only one armrest between you and the guy next to you, and the seats were already like airline thin. Yes, that is not that is not good in a COVID world. 
And, and no. when you're a big guy like me, you know, you don't like those little seats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But that's so. like, I don't, I don't see this coming up. Like they're doing what they got to do. They're being smart, but I just, with the way things are, like I still, I think it's silly for us to, for everyone to kind of pretend like, Hey, everything's going to be fine in a couple months. We'll be right nah. back to normal. Well, what do you think? They might, they might be forced to start like re, uh, recognizing the new reality and, and, you know, have a new way. Like they made pretty good money on the movies they've released on demand. Uh, yeah, granted, you're skipping like three steps in their they, revenue they stream, but are but a lot of the theaters are really upset. Like we talked about in the show a few weeks back. Like, um, well, AMC's, AMC's going down. I heard right. Yeah. Like, well, I think it was AMC and Regal both said they aren't going to carry anything from Universal because of Trolls, like because they really released it to a direct to video and it made a lot of money. So they're like, fine, we're never going to show one of your movies again. But that's BS. It, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I think, it is. I think, but. I do think, though, if the movie was able to come out in the theater, it probably would have made us three times as much as it did on home video. For sure. For sure. We're not living in a we're not living in a world yet where a big tentpole movie can just not be released at the big screen. But we, this is accelerating the move to that. You're I'm not you ain't wrong. Yes, but for them choice, but for them to make the kind of money they were making before this. They would have to charge you like 30, 40 bucks to rent it to, to watch online. And they're, they're charging 20 for these mm. things. Right. But I'm saying like, I think for them to honestly make, cause, cause a 20 bucks and you're a family of five. Yeah. But nobody's going to pay 40 bucks for watching a movie at home where, you know, suddenly the that's kids get I'm, rambunctious or they have, to go, or they have not, to go to bed. And, that's why I'm saying we're not there yet because either. Movie theaters, movie companies go back to making smaller movies and not these u- uber expensive blockbuster movies, or they have to charge, you know, like you would, like you bought five tickets, you know. Well, no, they have to change, they have to change how they do, how they do on demand. Like, you know, like they, they're charging 20 bucks for a rental that could go away after three days. So in some cases, two days, you know, if uh-huh. you could, if you could rent it for five days, then you're guaranteed that you'll have time to see it because sometimes things come up. Right. But nobody's going to pay 20 bucks. I, you know, okay. I, I can, I can, even if you have kids, maybe you can reasonably be as certain that you'll be able to see the whole movie in three days. If nothing, if nothing happens, but for 40 bucks, I don't want to chance that if I yeah. have kids, 40 is a lot of money. I'm yeah. saying it is, but it's also, you know, if uh, going, you know, average uh, weekends going to the movies and it would be like me, my brother, you know, my wife well, and my two kids and me, you know, that's five people. That's 50 bucks. Yeah, but it's tickets. also you're also taking credit like the theaters. Like if you cut them, if you cut the middleman out and go right to the consumer, you don't need to charge quite as much, which is the problem. This is true. Yeah. But you and you also have to take into account, maybe to a lesser extent, but it's still it's still an issue that the jobless rate from January to now is like there's an extra 30 million people out there without jobs, and any jobs that they get back over the next couple of months, maybe to years, 
are all going to be lower paying jobs. So, you know, nobody's going to have the money to go out or, or to pay, to pay 20 bucks for a movie, even streaming or let alone to go and get a popcorn and a soda for 20 bucks and on top of the ticket price. It's for it's some reason. application to go to movies. Yeah, I know, right? You're, 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 I don't know. I love going to the movies and your strong, your strong arguments against you know, movie theaters, John, just makes me want to punch you in the face for some reason. Um, but, but this is what's going on right now. This is the problem is that more people, there's like, and I love going to the movies too. Right now, even if theaters open to third capacity, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Neither do like, I. I think it's irresponsible of me as no. a parent. To put myself in these kind of oh, situations. I, 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 oh, yeah, you're not going to take your kids. No, God, no. But even I, myself and coming home, like, I don't want to sit in a movie theater with – and I'm, I wear my mask everywhere I go publicly. But I don't want to sit there in a movie theater with it on for a couple of hours. Like, the no, theaters I, are a little inconvenient right now. And that's the problem, though. It's like, John, because these theaters, they're trying to fight for their, you know, viability. Yeah. But right. as a consumer right now, and I love going to the movies, but – it's. It might not be. I might not go to movie theater until twenty twenty one. Until there's a um, a, a vaccine. <sighs> yeah, I don't want to do this. Um, yeah, okay. I don't want to yeah. get into all that. But yeah, well, I mean, but still, right? Until um, until there's a viable way to to make sure that everybody is safe. Let's just. Yeah, say. I, I, well, I don't even know about that because I don't know if you. I mean, like even to the point where if let's say like in, the, in our state here in Illinois, we we reported our lowest virus totals. If in months, 400 some odd number, 400 some odd cases today. That's the lowest. That's like significantly lower than we normally have. Chicago, big, a lot of people. Mm. So in a few more months, this you could get them to reasonable numbers. But in other places, everything's going up. So I mean, like it's just our, things are in such a chaotic place right now, and I don't know when that's gonna when that's gonna come to an end. So long story short, I think Warner's doing the right thing by pushing it back. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. No, and, and, no doubt about and, that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, let's let's get off of this. Though I was going to say the other things, uh, the other two things that were not included. Yeah, we're not supposed to mention May the Ovid K. So, um, I just don't want to. It's just I told you I don't <laughs> want to. Cool. I don't want to dwell dwelling a on it. Um, <laughs> Eldway would be Eldway on it. Yeah. Yes. Eldway. Um. Uh. uh <laughs> I don't think I mentioned this last week. Rhode Island Comic Con, which isn't till November, uh, got canceled for this year. Isn't Dragon Con still going to go ahead as planned though? Uh, well, there's yeah, there's no word yet on Dragon Con, New York, uh, Keystone, or uh, there's a couple others. Like there's, there's a couple no- other fairly big ones. Ah, and the other one that was already canceled. Um, and it, this is only a bi-yearly convention it only happens every other year is the star wars celebration has been canceled for this year and there won't be another one until 2022 so well that's because the last movie but (laughs) 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 you know some dudes always gotta make cheap shots opportunity but it was just so cheap i might as well spend the capital on it right (laughs) yes um and apparently though rhode island has said what they're going to do is actually have two shows next year, one for mid um, summer and then one for their normal one in November. So that's interesting. Yeah, to make it up for the fans. Um, yeah, because like Wizard World Philly got moved to that was the other weird one. That's like going to be in January or February. 
Yeah, but Wizard Wolf Philly fits in the back of somebody's station wagon now, so well, it's, it's, it's also, easy to move. They also moved location from the convention to Oaks, center right? to Oaks, and it's just like, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, really, like, just, just, just give up. Um, talk about anyway. a, talk about a dying business model, Wizard. Oh my God, that's that's a whole other story. I could spend two that's hours. A show. On that. Yeah, that's, that's a show. A, right that there. is a show. Um, so yeah, so so. Yeah, it, boys and girls, if you've got, uh, if you've, if you've booked hotel rooms or, uh, you've got tickets to these shows, keep an eye out because, uh, things are still bumpy. Um, all right. On the last note, this is a, this is a, a genre of movie we probably don't normally talk about, but I think it still fits in our wheelhouse. And of course, we grew up watching the first two. We got our first trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, did you guys watch it yet? Yeah. yeah, of course I did. So, so, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, JD, what did you think? I dug it. I thought it was fine. Like I don't know what I was I don't know what I was expecting. Like I enjoy Bill and Ted, but it's not Back to the Future. So mm-hmm. I think it looks all right. Like I don't I have zero expectations for this movie. So <laughs> it's fine. Okay. What do you, I mean, am I alone on this? What about What about you, John? They look so old. They are so old. <laughs> I know, and they, they're and they're they're writing that into the storyline, which is cool. So I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see it. Like that's it. Like wh- whether or not the reviews are bad, I'm gonna go see it just because I've got a nostalgia factor going, and because I want to see if like at any point, um, Keanu Reeves makes a, a John Wick face, but. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I'm, you know, you're missing like Rufus. Well, <clears throat> of course, because what's his name? Damn it. George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin passed away, unfortunately, because this would have been a prime time for him. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they brought back death. I, I, it may, it may be, it may be pretty cool. Um, so, the shtick, obviously, for the first two movies is that they're dumb teenagers and uh, who luck into writing the world, the song that unites the world and blah, blah, blah. Well, at least that's a lot of the plot of the second one, if I think. Remember that's in the first one. Yeah. Isn't is the first one, too? They, okay. They were they the chosen to, ones. They the have cho- to pass history. Right. They have yeah. to pass. That's right. That's why they go back in time to get all those people from history to help them pass their test. Um, really, is, really is a great movie. But mm-hmm. my question is, and, and this is a serious question, and I don't think it does. Does two middle-aged men trying to do the dumb teenage stick work? For me, I think this is this is the way I read it in that trailer is that this is a movie about not living up to your expectations, and they kind of are dumbasses, and I think that's going to play into it is that they never they never really grew up when they were supposed to. So I think that's going to play into the idea of the movie, but I don't have any I don't have any guarantees on that. So as long as it's part of the story, I think I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I agree. Yeah. All right. I mean, they, yes. if, they act, if they act just like regular guys, they wouldn't be Bill and Ted. This is true. Um, though I I mean what you guys were just saying, um, you're not going to go see it day one, but because... oh no, I can wait. I very much wait for Amazon Prime to tell me when I can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> at this point yeah 
Yeah, that because that was my next question. Uh, is there any way that this comes out August twenty first? No, no. I bet it. No, I bet it could because this is not a movie designed to make money. Like I bet this was very low budget and just something they did for fun. And most of the budget is probably going in Keanu's pocket. <laughs> but but I, well, this is true. Like so they, they can they don't spend half the movie in. Right, they don't have to kill at the box office. They could probably make a pro as long as remember as long as movies make a profit, you're okay. You know, will it slaughter? But no, but it probably wasn't going to anyway. Oh, but you're, yeah, you're still on. looking at the problem. You're still looking at the problem that like every state is going to be in a different yeah. part of the pun state at that point. So you know, there's no telling. Like it might, it, there's no way they're going to be able to do a national release. Some yeah. states won't be able to open movie theaters, while others may be trying it at that point. The so, budget was twenty five million dollars. That's oh, low. they could they could make that up on demand. Yeah. That's what, so they, that could see. I'm saying that's that's a reasonable. This is the kind of movie they used to make in the '80s, like a low budget movie that has some quirk to it that people are going to be drawn to. Like that, they're not like a, well, as the '90s and that did not have charm. <laughs> but like this, this I can't see a way this loses money, even with all. I mean, even with everything the way it is right now, twenty five yeah. million, not a problem. Yeah, they could, okay. Just don't put it on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a What do you what do you think, Dave? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think uh I think you're right. Um I think one of the uh I also kind of think that this movie will get released worldwide. Um you know, it might not open up everywhere, but it'll probably make its money back in China. So, cuz that's where a lot of movies make their money now. Will Bill and Ted make money in China? I'm not sure about that one. I don't know. That's are, they, are they going? Are they going to do the same thing as like the Meg and Godzilla, where they just stick a couple of you know South Asian people in there? And, and <laughs> I mean, that, that's literally what some of these uh, oh, I know. some of these collaborations are now. But I mean, like Star Wars didn't make much money in China, you know. Like there's some things that don't, don't that translate don't translate. Mm-hmm. Like Japanese horror has been hugely influential on, on American studio horror. But like people like watching the original movies can be really hard, like just because the storytelling methods are different and like culturally what what works is different. So I don't know if Bill and Ted would work in China, to be quite honest with you. Eh, Two stupid guys time traveling. I don't know. I guess you have to find out how much uh, hot tub time machine made over in China. Well, if they made it. If they made it into an anime and that was the title, everybody would watch it over in Japan at least. Japan's different than China. Yes. <laughs> True. Like I don't know. Like and plus it's a it's a it's part three. I don't you know, think. I don't know. I honestly don't think that's going to matter. I don't think it's going to be a movie where I didn't see the first two parts, so I'm lost. I really don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, but at the same time, like the the movie is predicated on you knowing who they are. True. There's, there is context. So I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. Because like, I know for a fact Bill and Ted 1 did not play in China. So I don't know. I don't – that's – you know, I'm very curious about this. I'd like to revisit this subject when we can actually look at box office returns. Well, and that's another thing I'm kind of curious too, right? Like there are people who have jobs where they try to predict box office returns. Oh, those guys are out of – those guys are out of work for the next six <laughs> months. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like how do you – do that right now where like okay they will release this movie August 2nd how do you predict at all what kind of money it's going to make you can't right like 
you can estimate based on like, okay, a third of the theaters are open at a third of the capacity. Yeah, but it's, I don't know if it's going to be an X's to X's in there. Like, there seems to be so many factors and so many variables. Like, I'd hate to have that job right now. Yeah. Actually, if you had that job right now, you're probably furloughed. Oh, most likely. Yeah. All right. So, we shall see. We'll keep an eye on this one. $25 million, you're right, though, JD. I think they'll make their money back. Um, so, we all finally watched at least the first episode of Stargirl. I wa- actually watched the latest episode just, just like a few hours before we started this. So I'm, I'm completely up to date on it. So, so we're not, I mean, we're not going to do our whole usual spiel because it's a TV show. It's the first episode. Um, and, and we're already going to go over. <laughs> right. So, and, and we're not going to rate it or anything, but I'm just kind of curious. I want to rate it. Let's go around the room. Uh, first initial impressions. And we'll start with you, John, since you're so gung ho. I really like it. It's, it's missing, like, with a CW show, you expect a certain amount of angst, and there's no other way to describe it. It's like, there are, there are, um, interactions with some of the characters that for, like, an empathetic person like me to watch is sometimes painful. Uh, and, you know, it gets drawn out, and there's mis, you know, miscommunication, and there's lots of, like, pout faces. But this just, it just moves and it moves well. And like the action is great and the storyline is good. And the, the, the woman they have playing Stargirl, who, you know, I should have brought this up before I started talking, but you, you like picked me first. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really, I mean, she's doing it such a great job. They're all doing a great job. So I, I, you know, I, and you can see, you can feel like there's heart in the writing, but of course that's because, you know, she's modeled after, um, was, uh, Jeff John's, Jeff John's sister. Yeah. Who passed away. Right. And, sure. and even in interviews, he said like she was the kind of woman that would just go and do like, you know, and, and, and she, she led with her heart. So, and it's, it shows in his writing that that's exactly what he's portraying. Cool. How about you, JD? Oh, I I liked it. I didn't like it as much as John did. Like I thought it was fine. Like it didn't it didn't grab me. But I also don't think I'm the I'm I don't think I'm the target audience. But I mean it was it was fine. I do think Breck Bessinger, who plays Star Girls, she's got she's got a future. She's very talented. Uh, it's fun to see Luke Wilson. Like I was kind of I don't want to say the stars falling because that really isn't true with TV anymore. But I was thinking that like, you haven't heard much from him in the last decade or so. So, but it's good. It's good to see him working again. But like, he's doing it. He's doing a good job. Like yeah, as, you, as you watch the episodes, you'll see that like for, for any, for any one of these, um, these shows, like usually it takes like half the first season for the actors to get used to their characters, get into their skins and start, start to really hit running. And you can see it's start already starting to happen by like the third and fourth episodes. And Luke Wilson like starts to, he starts to inhabit that character pretty well. It, 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 it you know, it, it's great. Pilots are hard to watch. You know, it takes like, it takes a few episodes, if not a whole season to really, for a crew and a cast to really click with their characters. Yeah. Um, and again, I just saw the one again, it didn't, it didn't wow me, but it wasn't like, 
bad. Like it was, it was fine. Like it was, I would recommend it. Like it seemed really good for, you know, if you're into that, like it's a little different than the CW thing. It, like you're right, not nearly as angsty, which is surprising. I, I did, I was kind of expecting it the whole time. That might have actually colored my opinions beforehand. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. Mm, keep watching. You'll, you'll, you'll uh, miss. You, you won't miss the angst. That's for sure. I mean, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's um, kind of, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's funny because like my son watched it first and he kept telling me I should watch it. And I'm like, I will. And he's like. And he was like, yeah, it doesn't have any of the, 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 like, the teenage crap that the other <laughs> CW shows have. And remember, he's an 18 year old, so it's funny to hear him say stuff like that. And, um, the thing is, it's like, there, this is the first show on the CW where the main character actually is a teenager and there's no teen angst. I'm like, okay, but it also isn't. You know, it was never intended to be part of the Berlantiverse. It's, um, it was originally meant for the DC app. You know, you can definitely tell this is a completely different, um, ball field that we're on. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, and it's, it's good. Um, none of the, you know, it's funny cause like even with the comic relief aspect of Luke Wilson's character, um, a little bit, you still don't, um, it's not campy. It's not campy. Yes, that's the word I was like. Thank you. It's not campy. You know, it's just, um, it's just good. It's funny. It's, it's done well. Uh, now, JD, I watched the first two episodes. You only watched the first one. Uh, I will say mm-hmm. this, like, if you really want to give the show a chance, you got to watch the first two because that's basically the origin is, is two episodes, her becoming Stargirl. And, uh, yeah, and that's fair to do with any show. You really should give it five episodes. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, like, again, so the first primary thing is, you know, no, no teenage CW, um, interaction stuff. But the other thing is, like, I'm on episode four. Is it four or five? I forget. Like, they, they just, I just watched whatever the latest episode is right now. And, uh, there's a body count. Like, there is menace in this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. The, the show starts off with um the justice society of america being wiped out you know and you know you bring joel McCall in to play starman and he gets killed right away um you know they're telling they're showing you this is the kind of show this is going to be this isn't like we're not joking around here like there's seriousness here this they is- killed star they did kill starman no, i forgot that's what yeah, that was they killed <laughs> they killed the whole the whole jsa like they're all dead so you and said like, you said Starman, and I immediately went to Jack Knight instead of like oh. the other one. Yeah, yeah. they skipped him. Yes. Never mind. Go ahead. Yes, 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 they did. But yeah, and and like I, again, I'm on episode five, and it's bad, man. I mean, like, it, I there's going to be reckoning where the main character has to deal with the fact that you know a teenage a teenager's idea of what a superhero is and what happens in real life is two completely different things. And you're watching this get set up so that there's going to be when that, when there's a fall, it's going to be freaking hard. And, and the way the writing is, um, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting like flashbacks of Joss Whedon. It's like everybody's open game. Like, you know, in order to press the point that she has to grow up and, you know, become a real superhero, not just the teenage version of it, somebody's going to die. <laughs> it's Jeff Johns, too. Like, he's he's one yeah. of the guilty. He's he's guilty of um 
of up in body counts in superhero books. Uh, Infinite Crisis being one of the best examples I can think of of where people are just dying needlessly left and right. Yeah. Quite quite gruesomely, too. Um, so is there anything, even given with the, the wet limit we've seen, is there anything that you didn't like about the show so far? That's the thing. I can't think of anything I don't like about it. And like, it's, it's, there's, there's real menace. They, they're skipping all the stuff that makes like, you know, that makes you feel embarrassed for the characters. None of the characters are doing any, that's the big thing. No, no characters are doing anything stupid for plot contrivance. They all seem to be moving in the direction that they would given their characterization. So like, yeah, I can't, I, did not at one point there was no point when I was watching any of these five episodes that I like wanted to turn it off or, or move away. I'm actually really, um, you know, I can't wait for the next episode to come out so I can watch it. How about you, JD? Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's fine. Like I said, this show didn't really, it just didn't grab me. Um, there's nothing bad about it. Not a thing. Okay, so I and maybe I have to watch the other two episodes. Um. I have a feeling that they don't get into this and it's, I do have a slight issue with the, the setup for it. Um, it starts off, uh, again, we, we said the JSA being wiped out. Um, and you get the feeling like you're in the fifties in the beginning of the show. Like he's, he's driving an old car, he goes up to an old mansion. There's nothing to give you a, a feel that you're in modern day. And then all of a sudden 10 years later and we're in modern day. You know, and it was like, well, it's only, yeah, it's been 10 years. So, so, so it's been 10 years since the JSA was wiped out by the, um, what's the, what's the evil, uh, group called? The, um, Injustice League. Yeah. The Injustice League. In, in, Injustice Society. The yeah. Injustice Society of America. Um, I do like that she makes, uh, quite a few jokes about the naming of characters and, and, and the groups. Um, but, because again, it was the fifties or the forties when these char- characters were created. Like, if this was a group of evil people bent on world domination and they wiped out their enemy, what did they do for the last 10 years? But there's, they've got, they're, they're doing the big bad thing. Like, there's a reason for all of this. They're, they're building up to it. I don't know. It just seems, it just seems, I don't know. It, it feels weird. Like, if, if, if the bad guys actually won and defeated the good guys, they would then go on TV oh, and no. gloat about trust, it and take over trust the world. Me, like the next, the next two ep- you're on episode two, right? So the next two episodes start to go into that. And there is a reason. Yeah, I guess. I just think one of my issues with this show is that I just think the Justice League, the Justice Society works better as a World War II thing. Yeah, that's the only like thing. it just I, I have a hard time. I think that's my biggest issue with this. Like when James Robinson did the Earth Two book, like it just didn't click with me that this was the Justice Society. Like I think it loses something when you don't have the innocence of the '40s attached to these these characters because they are so of their era. Like it would make I would have liked it a lot better if Star Girl was like the great great granddaughter of Starman, you know? And it was like I don't know. I think it would have been better. I just that's just me. I just don't think it works as well. No, I, I, that's, and again, that's what I was going to get at. I think that's part of my issue is that I think there should have been a much farther time between it and there should have been some better, 
explanation of the whole thing because, like, yeah, this, they do work better as World War II era characters. And also, like, like I said, and that's the whole thing too, like, no one remembers, no one knows that the, the JSA even existed. You know, like, how were they having superhero battles and no one knew about it? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, like, we have covert government operations going on all the time that people have no clue about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that's just seemed like the weird thing about this world is that, like, there was a justice society. Apparently, they were the, the protectors of, of the world from evil. They got wiped out and that was it. Then just 10 years passed after that. It was just like, eh, I don't know. Feels like a plot hole, but maybe they gets explained. I'll have to watch the other episodes. Yeah, yeah it doesn't just, work well for me. I, I don't know. Like, hey, you, you yourself said you have to give it a couple more episodes, right? Right. Yeah. yeah g- give it a couple more episodes. Like, I mean, I, I'll, not, I'll get it if like your preconceptions based on the, on, you know, on the, uh, old, the original material, like, clashes a bit with how this is done because of the timeline thing. I didn't read those books. Um, so, I mean, my, my knowledge of the JSA comes from all reference material from, you know, newer comics and all that stuff and, and, you know, references from Bruce Timm's universe and, you know, Smallville and all that. So I just, you know, I don't have that in my head. And so this comes to me as a completely new story, and it works as a new story. I'm willing to sit back and enjoy the ride, um, but we'll see if, if any of these odd plot holes get plugged. Um, so, like I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna rate it. We're not gonna, um, but we'll go around and, and we'll just say, you know. Are you going to continue watching it, and do you recommend it for other people? So, John, I think I know your answer, but go ahead. No, not at all. I want it all for myself. No, yes, watch it, of course. I mean, get, give it. I, I'm telling you, like, I think like the fifth episode is is actually where things are starting to get fairly interesting, and you know, um, I mean, this this is in this is in the descriptions. They're starting to recruit new members for a new JSA, so. Uh, yeah, I, I, by then, by the, at this point, I, I really can't wait to see the next episode. So I think at least if you give it till five, you'll start to get hooked. So yeah, watch it. I think it's well worth it so far. And I think it'll continue to be so. All right. How about you, JD? Yeah, I'll check it out again. I'll give it another episode. All right. You recommend others to check it out? Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I'm going to keep watching it. I'll enjoy the journey and, and see where this goes. At least for, I'll give it a season. We'll see where it goes. Um, and yeah, no, I recommend people again, if, if you're tired of, and I feel like with some of the comments we get on social media, some people are tired of the teen angsty stuff of the CW. So if you're tired of that, check this out because it's a completely owned thing and it's nothing like the CW shows. So, mm. um, Hopefully it doesn't get folded in to the Arrowverse and changed. Uh, well, it would only improve the Arrowverse, right? Unless the Arrowverse destroys Stargirl. Nah. <laughs> Watch it. Famous last words. All right. So 
so yeah, again, we recommend it. And, and I think, uh, I think that's good. So, uh, before we wrap it up for the week, you guys have any recommendations for the audience? How about you, JD? Got a new book coming out tomorrow. Yesterday, 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 as uh, far as when the show gets let out. So yeah, man, give it a, give it a shot. New genre, a little superhero-y, a little different than the thrillers I've been writing. So trying something different. Hope, hope it works. And the book is called Apex. And that'll be available on Amazon. One dollar. One dollar. Exclusively on Amazon for this week. One dollar. Dollar, 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 dollar making interesting. Very interesting. How about you, John? No, I got nothing. <laughs> I I literally have nothing. Um, been in, been been a busy week for me, so right. I, go see Star Girl. That's all I can say is like you know that's that's well worth it. Um, well, I'm going to. I have a few recommendations. Uh, number one, uh, keep wearing your face mask so we can finally go back to the movies eventually. Um, mm, yes. Two. Stay off of Tinder because it's pure evil. Uh, no, plenty of fish is evil. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, three, if you haven't done so, make sure you check out SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week, all the places you can subscribe to us, and you will find comic book reviews by our good friend D-Square. Make sure you check out the D-Square podcast. And I will recommend – yeah, I'll, I'll second John. Watch Stargirl. I'm going to get caught up before uh, – next week and, and then John and I can talk about it in front of JD. So <laughs> boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Until the cape got the door. Have a good week. <laughs>